the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We should be able to say, just like David, to those around us, my God has done great and mighty things. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles, with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Today, we are continuing our message titled, Our Great Deliverer in Psalm 71. Well, this is part two of a message we started last time in Psalm 71, Our Great Deliverer who was written by, we're not sure. It could have been Jeremiah, could have been Samuel, could have been David. It could have been a continuation of Psalm 70. We're not told for sure, but one thing we do know, it was written from someone who was elder in their years. So it was either David at the twilight of his life, could have been Samuel, could have been Jeremiah, who knows. But one thing we do know is the person was older. And so now we're picking up in verse two, it says, deliver me, rescue me. Hear me, save me. He knew that God would. And why is that? Because it says in verse 3, because you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, knowing that he could find his refuge in the Lord, he was able to say in verse 4, rescue me from all those who wish to harm me. That word rescue means just that, to free me from what binds me, to shake off that which constrains me. It's to deliver me from what opposes me. I wonder if there's anyone listening on the radio right now that finds themselves in a place where something is holding you down. Something is holding you back and you need the Lord to just literally shake you free. Well, if that's you and you need to be released I know that the Lord can do it. But first, what's the lesson that God wants you to learn first? Because God always wants to teach us a lesson no matter what we're going through. And you find that you will mature quicker when you are willing to learn the lesson. Sometimes people are in a particular trial and then they get out of that trial into another trial, then another trial. And it's all kind of the same related trials. And you're wondering, why is this person going through the same trial over and over and over again? Is it because they're not learning the lesson? God's trying to teach you something, but you're not willing to learn. Maybe you're angry with your spouse and you're not sorry. Or they're not doing their part for what, you know, they should be doing. Well, maybe God wants you to learn about grace, God's unmerited favor. But not for you to receive the grace but rather God wants you to learn how to give the grace and granting your spouse grace. See, grace is God's unmerited favor. You're thinking, 
Well, I love when God's gracious to me, because when I mess up, I want God to be loving and kind to me. But what happens when your spouse messes up? Are you loving and kind to them? Oh, okay. So you only like to receive grace. You don't like to give grace. I see. See, God wants us to learn to not only receive grace from him, but he wants us to show grace to others. You might say, though, but they don't deserve it. And see, that's the whole point. No, they don't deserve your graciousness. Your spouse doesn't deserve you to be forgiving of them when they messed up. They don't deserve it. That's the whole point. Either do we. We don't deserve it either. And God wants us to be an example of his love in our own home to your spouse. God wants you to be loving and kind to them, even as God is loving and kind to you. Or maybe you're sick and tired of being single. So you've taken things into your own hands and now you're realizing that you're back at square one again because you've gone out there and maybe you started dating a non-believer. Well, hey, they look good to me. I'm desperate. I've been praying for God to bring someone. I've been in church and no one's given me any attention. So I've kind of gone out and I've kind of done my own thing. I've gone on some website and da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden that whole thing blew up and it turned sexual and it's just a whole thing's a mess. And now you're kind of coming back and you realize maybe slower is faster. What does that mean? Slower being faster? Meaning if you would have waited on the Lord, you wouldn't have taken that detour and got all messed up in a relationship that wasn't of God and it's done all the damage in your life now. Maybe just waiting on the Lord to bring that person who loves Jesus more than they love you in their life. Because see, if you're a believer and you're single, your number one priority in that person is not how they look. Oh, gee, they look hot to me. Well, she's a babe. Oh, he's a stud muffin. No, 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 no. The number one thing should be, does that person love Jesus more than they'll ever love me? See, because that's the keeper. That's the one that's going to be there. That's the one that's going to be forgiving of you when you mess up. Okay. Notice in verse five, he states that the Lord has been his hope and his confidence since his youth, meaning he's been following his whole life. Verse 6 says he's been sustained from his birth, but yet he recognizes that God has had his hand on him since he was in his mother's womb. Understand, as David says in Psalm 139, that God shapes us and forms us in our mother's wombs. And he knows all of our days before we took even our first breath. This is why abortion is so bad. We're, you know, we are not some creature that evolved from nothing, but rather we are divinely created in the image of God. And God personally shapes each and every one of us in our mother's womb. A baby is a human being growing in their mother's womb. And that's why it's so important. You know, I'm sitting here recording with the girl. That's the voice of our radio program. Her name's Cheyenne, by the way. And she's the voice. So the voice that you hear coming on and going off. And she's got three beautiful children. And you know what? She goes to our church. And I see those beautiful children. And God has woven every one of those children in her womb. And it's like I've known them ever since each one of them has been born. And now before they leave the church, and you can ask Cheyenne... It's like they will not leave until they come up and give me a hug and I kiss them on the head. But see, that again is because God has shaped those children and he's already put it instilled the desire in them to know the Lord.
And it's like, listen, if you had an abortion in your life and you're listening right now and, you know, and it's like, well, are you saying that I, I took the life of my baby? And I'm saying, well, yes. But I also want to say this, that your baby, I want to say two things. Number one, your baby, number one, is in heaven. God has taken that little life that he was starting to mold and shape in your womb. And he immediately brought that little life to heaven. And number two, God can forgive you and you can be freed from the guilt and the shame of what you've done. And God can forgive you and he can cleanse your mind and your thoughts. And you can have the hope as a believer that you will see your baby again. You will see your baby in heaven. You will see them. They will be there. You will have children waiting for you in heaven. Well, back to our text. Verse 8 says, I will praise you all day long for your faithfulness. Verse 9 says, he prays in faith. Don't ever leave me when I'm old. And of course, guess what? When we get old, Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. He will walk with us every day of life, this side of heaven. Which brings up another thought here. Speaking of your salvation, let's pick up and read. Well, again, if you're at home listening on the radio, pick up and read with me. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. So Psalm 71 verse 12 says, Oh God, do not be far from me. Oh God, hasten to my help. Let those who are adversaries of my soul be ashamed and consumed. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. But as for me, I will hope continually. And will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long. For I do not know the sum of them. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. Wow. We'll stop there for a moment. Notice how he prays for those who are making his life miserable. What did he pray in verse 13? Let them be ashamed and consumed. How about that for praying for those that are making your life miserable? I love that about, who you know, whoever wrote this, but David said it many times in other Psalms, you know. It's like, boy, those, man, bring fire down on them. And it's like, I look at those people that are running our country today, and I look at how they are so away from what God has willed in his word. They're just walking us in a direction that is completely abandoning God at at just levels that are so like we've never seen since the foundation of our country here. And I just pray for them because if these people are going to repent at some point, like our president, vice president, you know, all these leaders and all these governors and senators, it's like if they are going to repent one day, Lord, I pray, God, that you would reveal yourself to them and they would repent. But, Lord, if you know that they're never going to repent, then expose them. Expose all this wickedness that they're doing behind the scenes. They say one thing and they're doing something else. All the corruption that's there. Expose them. And that's exactly what the psalmist here is praying. And we should always be praying for the lost again. You know, the angry, the hostile, that they would come to know Jesus. But again, if they're never going to come to know him, then Lord, I pray God that you would harm them. If you come after me and my family, Lord, do not allow them to harm us. Remember, it was Jesus that said in Matthew 18, you know, it's like if anyone comes against me or one of his children, he said, it would be better to have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the depths of the ocean. That's what Jesus said.
which doesn't have a promising future for that person, unless, of course, they can breathe while they're underwater. But we as believers, no matter what we are confronted with on a daily basis, we should always have this attitude in verse 14. I will hope in the Lord and praise the Lord more and more, not for the hardship or whatever trial you might be going through, but rather that the one and the only true God that he loves us will always be on our side to walk with us, to lead us, and to protect us. And knowing that, we should testify of that. We should testify to everyone around us. Verse 15 says, I will tell of your righteousness. I will tell of your salvation. Think about how many people are empty around us. They're in the same world that we are. They're paying six bucks a gallon for gas. I mean, they're around. I mean, it's like they're the ones that are going to the grocery store. They're the ones that are seeing so much you know, cost of living rising up around us, uh, carjackings, the crime and everything. It's like we should be praising the Lord and telling all the empty souls around us. There's so many people here in the city I live in, Los Angeles, and you know they're known as career sufferers, meaning they're working to make ends meet, yet they hate their jobs. Some of you are thinking, uh, that's actually me. I'm a career sufferer. I hate my job. <laughs> you know, But we should be letting people know that they might have to continue in their job for a while, but there is one who can give them peace, in the midst of all the misery. And that's what we're all about here at Core Church Los Angeles. You know, we're here to share the truth of God's word. We're here to encourage the body of Christ. We're here to preach the gospel so that the lost can be saved. And if you have someone that you've been praying for and they're, you know, they're just, you know, not coming around or whatever, why don't you turn them on to Core Church Los Angeles? You know, I end every message that we preach with the gospel. I give an opportunity for people to come to know Christ as their Savior. And it's like, if you know someone who you've been ministering to, praying for, man, bring them to Core Church. If you live anywhere within an hour from us, why don't you say, hey, man, we're going to go into L.A. We're going to go to church and I'll buy you lunch. I'll take you to In-N-Out or whatever. You know, it's just, you know, Bring them in and let's see if they respond to the gospel message. And if you're, you know, living too far away and you can't do that, you can always uh, download our free app at the App Store and you can even send it to other people and just encourage them to download the app. Look, if they hate it, they can always delete it. It's like it doesn't cost them anything. It's not like we're charging you for the app, but there's hundreds of video messages on there that will really minister to the heart and soul. And every one of these messages ends with a gospel presentation to give your life to Christ. And hey, one last thing, just want to let everyone know, we're going to Israel in 2024. That's in May of 2024. So here we are several months away. Gives you time to really plan for it. But we only have a few spots left. So I encourage you, if you've been wanting to go to Israel, you've been wanting to walk in the Holy Land yourself. You know, look, as soon as we get off the plane in Tel Aviv, guess what? We're going to go to Joppa. That's where Jonah jumped on the ship to go the wrong way. It's also where Peter had the vision where the sheet came down with all the different animals on it. And, and Jesus said, kill and eat. And then Cornelius had sent down Gentile servants to get him from Joppa to take him to, you know, Caesarea Maritime. And guess what? We're going to go to Joppa the first day we get there. We're going to get a good night's sleep. And then the first thing we do when we wake up the next morning, we go to Caesarea Maritime. That's where Cornelius was, where all the, the 
the Gentiles were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's also where the Apostle Paul was talking to Felix and he was sharing with him. And then he talked to King Agrippa and he almost convinced King Agrippa to become a Christian. So it's like, it's like if you've ever wanted to go to the Holy Land, it's a trip of a lifetime. So why don't you come with me? Now, it will require you to hang out with me for 11 days, but hey, there you go. But uh, I encourage you to go to our website, corechurchla.org, and check it out. And get signed up and go to Israel with me. Anyway, moving on here, we should be letting people know that they might have to continue in those issues and whatever struggles that they might have. But you know what? God can walk with us no matter what. The circumstances are around us. And we as maturing believers should be able to shout of the glory of God, for they are innumerable in our lives. Which brings up this, you know, another thought here, reviving my soul. Let me pick up and read what it says in Psalm 71, verse 17. He says, O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me. Until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You have done great things, O God. Who is like you? You have shown me many troubles and distresses, and you will revive me again. And you will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. May you increase my greatness and turn it to comfort for me. I will also praise you with a harp, even your truth. Oh, my God, to you will I sing praises with the lyre. Oh, Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you and my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue also will utter your righteousness all day long, for they are ashamed for they are humiliated who seek to hurt me. Wow. Well, as we finish this psalm here, this is where it sounds more and more like it was written by David. Again, we're not told who wrote this psalm, but it sounds like it was written by David. Why? Because David was a worshiper. David was a musician, and he played the stringed instruments. David had a deep love for God. You know, his whole life, And because David was blessed and highly favored of the Lord, he had many enemies throughout his life. And like Absalom, his son, who attempted a mutiny to steal the kingdom from his father. I'm sure there were many in David's older years that smelled blood in the water, you could say, because David was now growing weaker as he was getting older. Yet God, he was not going to leave him. And as he said in verse 19, God has done great things. And that should be a testimony for each and every one of us listening on the radio today. Because if we have followed the Lord, we should be able to say, just like David, to those around us, My God has done great and mighty things. The Lord saved me personally. Pastor Steve Wilburn here, he saved me at 18 years old. And he told me at 20 years old that I would be a pastor one day. And it didn't happen until I was 37. That was 37 years of just working in construction, being surrounded by scrappers. But I held on to that promise. And all of a sudden, God 
did what he told me he was going to do. And now I have a church in Los Angeles. We just celebrated our 13th anniversary and we have hundreds of people coming. You know, it's like, this is what God has done. I just celebrated my 44th wedding anniversary. Think about that. 44 years. Isn't there some kind of a hall of fame for that? I mean, come on. I'm in the uh, marriage hall of fame being 44, uh, married 44 years in these last days. We've raised four children. All of them are following the Lord. Two of them are in full-time ministry. I have survived a lifetime of trials on and off. Yes, I can say, I can testify that God has done great things. Who is God like? God is just the glorious, most awesome Savior anyone could ever have. And then he says in verse 24, My tongue will speak of his righteousness, his goodness, and his justice. Yes, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, as we end the program today, I just want to ask, is there anyone that's listening right now that, you know, you need to testify that God is good? That there's someone in your life that you can testify? That there's someone in your life that you can say, man, let me just tell you about the Lord. Let me just tell you how good he is. Let me just tell you, you know, how gracious he's been to me. Because there's you know, people around that just need to hear that there's some good news out there. Because what other good news do we share with them of what's happening in the world around us today? We've got hurricanes in Southern California. We've got wildfires burning complete cities down in Hawaii. You know, we've got earthquakes. We have, you know, inflation off the, you know, the scales. We've got carjackings at an all-time high. We have crime that's just off the charts. We have San Francisco that's been turned into a complete scum hole. All the businesses are pulling out. It's losing hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just bleeding because of everything that's happening around us. It's like people need to hear that God loves him. I love that verse that's in Ezekiel 2.7. It says, but you, and who's the you there? It's the believer in the Lord Jesus. He says, but you shall speak my words to them. Who's the them? The them is all those that don't know the Lord, all those that are walking in, you know, abandonment of him. And it's like he says, but you shall speak my words to them, whether they listen or not, for they're a rebellious people. But see, God loves him. I was just reading in Ezekiel chapter 18 today, and he says, do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? He goes, God's like, I don't take pleasure in people dying outside of me. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to go to hell in a handbasket. No, God doesn't take pleasure in that. It's not like whack-a-mole, you know. Hey, there's another, you know, Gentile or Jewish non-believer. Let me whack them as they are. No, God's like, I love people. And I want people to come to know me. This is why I died on the cross. And if you're listening today and you don't know the Lord or maybe you're a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, you've walked away from Christ. You know, you're living in sin. Just face it. You're listening to a radio program right now. And it's like, guess what? You know you're living in sin. And it's like you need to repent. Maybe you're stealing from your company. You know, maybe you're living with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, you know, maybe you're just, you know, you're lying and cheating or, you know, whatever. You got something going on. Maybe you're into drugs. Maybe you're drinking, you know, all of these things. Maybe you're just sold out to pornography. Whatever the case is, you know, you need to get right with the Lord. And if you're willing to repent, meaning you're willing to agree with God that the things you're doing are wrong, man, then God wants to forgive you and he wants to pour his loving kindness into you. 
But you have to be willing to say, God, I'm sorry. And you have to be willing to turn from your sin. Listen, you know, you might say, man, I've tried that before, but it's just so hard for me. Well, let's let the Lord help you one more time. So if that's you and you want to get right with the Lord, then you pray this. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died for me, yes. I believe you were buried, but I believe you rose again. Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need your strength. I have failed again, but God, please help me, Lord. Be my God. Be my friend. Be my Savior, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Refresh my soul, for I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, one of the reasons that maybe some of you might have slipped away from the Lord is you haven't done the basics right. Well, we have these New Believer Bibles that about the first 40 pages really talks about the basics of really what it means to walk with the Lord. I'd like to send you one of these. And so if you just get a hold of me at 323-807-3255, you can text me or just email me at Bible at CoreChurchLA.com and we'll send you that. Amen. That's all the time we have for our message. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word, that's Core Church LA, to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.